It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Armchair GM Podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's go with some bold predictions. Well, with the season coming up around the corner, uh, Chris and I decided that we'd do a couple of uh, hot takes, some bold predictions on uh, which teams may uh, make you know wild card spots or better that didn't last year, and which teams may or may not uh, fall out of the playoffs this season. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, some flames predictions as far as uh, stats and, and stuff like that go. So uh, yeah, Chris, let's talk about uh, the first team that you think is not going to make, or is going to make the playoffs in the Columbus Blue Jackets. The uh, Columbus Blue Jackets obviously uh, made their team significantly better. Um uh, not only with the addition of uh, Johnny Gaudreau, but uh, um, you and I have both been a a, a big uh, Gabranson fan over the last what do you, what do you want to call it eleven ten months something like that the last something year like or so last yeah. year or so obviously it didn't look great coming out of uh, training camp but I tell yeah. you what he became a a real staple for the Flames last season so not not a four by four type of a fan but still a pretty big fan. Not, well, hundred percent. Yeah, we both yeah. we both agreed that the contract was too much for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, good on him for grabbing it. Um, oh, absolutely. I I think Patrick Line is going to be the biggest recipient 
of all the trades that went down this this season. He's never really had a playmaker to play with him, and I think they're actually going to be a pretty deadly duo. Yeah, so not. I, I think Mark Shifley maybe you, you could count as a as a good playmaker, but he's not a Johnny Gaudreau level playmaker. That's right. And uh, yeah, I've I know you've uh, you've heard me talk about for years because the Flames have been looking for that right winger for for Gaudreau for years. Yeah, and I've been banging that we should get Line A drum. And now we I, get to see it, just not with Calgary. I was secretly hoping that Line A wasn't going to sign and uh, we could pick him up. But alas, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing about Columbus I'm going to bring up is right now their their one-two center is uh, Cole Sillinger and Boone Jenner. Yeah. And I love Cole Sillinger. I, I like both those players. Yeah. But I don't think either of them are um, – ready for top line minutes uh, like Jenner's probably more of a third line center on a on a good team and Sillinger's a great prospect with a great um uh you know possibilities yeah. of what he's going to be I think he's going to be a first line center eventually but I think he's got another two three years left and that's why if it was me talking about Columbus I would probably put uh put them in the playoffs one another year they're they're another year away from making that step. Yeah, that's fair. That's but but I do think that they're close. Yeah, I mean they they missed out by you know by by a number of points, right? Because they they finished off the season last year with eighty one points. Yeah. Um. So I mean there there is what four teams ahead of them, three teams ahead of them. Sorry, yeah. outside of the uh, wild picture. card. Um, I do believe Gaudreau is that much of a of a regular season factor. Yep. Um to give them that extra push and and I think with Gaudreau that uh gives them I'm gonna say six extra wins. Yep. So, Which is twelve points. And yeah, yeah. Hmm. And if you think about it, you know, every, every like most of those extra wins are going to be losses for teams that they're chasing, right? That's so, right. Yeah, there'll um, be divisional wins and and things like that. So exactly so that's my take on Columbus. I, I think they're going to be a kind of a team to watch just because of the new newfound duo, um, yep. which I, I suspect they'll be playing together. And then, you know, I don't the, see how you couldn't put those two together. Right. Right. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to be Glenn Golitsyn to not put those two together. Exactly. Um, so what do you think about uh, who they might, whose spot they might steal? Well, um, I mean, the the ass end of the wild card last year on on the east side was Washington. Um, yeah. You know everybody's a year older. They really haven't improved the team that much in the off season. They haven't. Uh, I uh, I I don't see them even if it's not Columbus knocking them out. I just don't see Washington making it next year. Did they get? Was it Kemper they got? Did they get Darcy? I'm not sh- sure. I know that they got that they got rid of. Uh... Not Samsonov, but the other the other one that they had there that uh went over to uh somewhere else. I'm I'm blanking right now. But I am too. Um yeah, I, I, I could uh, the other thing about them is um oh, you're, you're you're absolutely correct, yes. Yeah, they got Kemper. So here's the thing about Kemper. I like Kemper. Um I don't he was on such a good team last year, but he's 
like halfway through the playoffs there, he got a stick to the eye and then man, eye injuries. That's scary. Um, it was, it was and, scary and, at the time too. I mean, that that was, that looked bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And fix your and mask. Yet, yeah. And he came back uh, a few games later or whatever. And, and like, he played all right, but he was yeah. not. And it's uh-huh. weird saying this because he's a Stanley cup winning goalie, but he was not really that good. Like that's the first like cup win that wasn't a goalie being lights out in a yeah. long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Um, but for, for Washington too, I'm pretty sure um, Nick Backstrom is out for quite some time. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, everyone's getting older and they haven't really added any youth anytime recently. Um, no, Ovi's getting older. He's probably still going to put up 45, 50 goals. And- yeah. I mean, he's still going to do his thing, but I mean, the, the surrounding cast is just yeah. not. And even just- Kuznetsov isn't as young as you would think. Right. He's Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. I, I could see that happening for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so who's your first uh, uh, team that didn't make it uh, the playoffs last year? That's going to make it next next season. My thought. I'm, so I'm just going to kick off with the one that everyone's talking about, and that's the Ottawa Senators. Yep. They've gone out and picked up uh, Claude Giroux. Um, to me, that's like the most minor part of what they did this offseason. That's I'm I'm <laughs> gonna keep going here. Yeah, yeah. I think the most underrated thing they did was pick up Cam Talbot. Sure. And this is gonna sound like such a homer thing because we just talked about how great Goudreau is gonna be in Columbus, and now I'm gonna talk about how great our old goalie Cam Talbot's gonna be. But like if Matt Murray oh yeah, like the upgrade on Matt Murray is just <laughs> so crazy with, with Talbot and, and he's, and you know, he's not going to be a starter starter. He's probably going to be a one a cause Forsberg's pretty, pretty good too. Yeah. So I think that's great. They have great prospects coming up in the system. Jake Sanderson's ready to go. He's going to be good. Eric Brandstrom's ready to go. He's going to be, uh, these guys are all going to be fairly like, elite within the next three years and, and just learning from uh, guys like Hamannick and, and Shabbat as they go. Um, and they picked up Alex to I mean, come on. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously the Atlantic division is, is pretty competitive with, you know, with uh, the teams that are in there. Um, yeah. But no, I, 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 I mean, they're going to be significantly better. Yeah. They, you know they they might even be in a spot where they're not even a wild card to be honest like you know. on paper this team is is good like yeah. if you think about having like Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Claude Giroux, Alex Debrinket, Drake Batherson all in your top 6, Tim Stutzel all in your yeah. top 6, they just signed him like that that's a great deal too. That's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I yeah. I was telling people before they signed Stutzel, not, I mean, he was going to be on the team anyways, but I was telling people I'm probably going to tune into quite a few uh, Ottawa Senators games this year because I feel like they're just going to be really exciting to watch. Yeah, 100%. So Ottawa making it is going to push somebody out. Who's that going to be? I'm going to go with the uh, Boston Bruins. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm not 
I don't think they're going to be bad all year. I think that right now they've got Bergeron, who's questionable for the start of the season. I'm looking at their injury report right now. Question like they signed him, which is great, and they got him to a great deal. But um, yeah, he's questionable for the start of season with an elbow thing. Marshand is expected to be out until at least December first with a hip, probably longer. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of depth defensemen, Mike Riley and uh, and Jacob Zaboral are both out. Uh, Zaboral might be probable for the start of the season. Charlie right. McAvoy is expected to be out until at least December. And that's uh, Matt huge. Gris- yeah, and that's, Matt Grizzly. That's that's, that's that's four out of their you know six defensemen. And yeah. Bergeron and Marchand, like yeah, Bergeron and Marchand are, I mean, obviously are huge. I, I mean, I know the fan bases don't like Marchand, but I mean, he's a he's an elite player. He's, he's just a piece of player. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, I think that they're they're just um, they're going to be good in the second half of the season once all these guys get back and back into game shape and all that type of stuff. But I feel like the first couple months of the season, they're going to fall behind the eight ball too much for the Eastern conference. Yeah. They're going to be left behind. I agree. Yeah. 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 I agree. So you want to jump back into the West. The... Let's jump into the West here. Cause we uh, yeah. done two uh, East East uh, division or conference teams. Um, I've got a, a bold prediction that I, I know of my, my fan base, the uh, the Calgary Flames fan base, isn't going to be happy with. Um, but I, given last year was a very disappointing season for this team, um, I actually expected them to be much better than they were. I mean, I despised them as a as a team, so I was happy where they ended up. But yeah. I honestly think that Vancouver is going to be a playoff uh, team. Yeah. I think they're much better than they showed last year, at least for the first bit of the season. I think Boudreaux really helped. And it wasn't just the, you know, original new coach bump thing that happens because sure that happened, but then 57 games, isn't just a new coach bump. That's the system working for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. He's, 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 he's a proven coach proven leader uh, behind the bench. Um, They've got a, a really good farm system coming up right now. And, you know, they they, they're, they're actually looking pretty, pretty good for themselves over the next, I'm going to say between now and six years. So yeah. I, I think they're going to uh, hop back into the race. And, and obviously if, if one team comes out or one team goes in, sorry, one team comes out. And for me, that team's going to be Dallas, um, you know, skin, skin of their teeth, so to speak. Um, I mean, they, they effectively only won because uh, Vegas really shit the bed in the last, I don't know, three weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Didn't do themselves a service. Um, they're the one team, Dallas, is that I truly didn't think belonged in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, even though they took us to seven, I get it. Um, but as far as a full team goes, they, they for me, were not a playoff team. I think, like, and like to be honest, the Flames outplayed them that most of that series, most, like, most of the series, pretty yeah. handily. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of feel like 
I know what you're saying about Vancouver being, um, you know, something the Flames fans might hate on you for, but I don't think Flames fans want to face Ottinger again. Like, who knows if he's going to be that good again? But like, that was like, I'll be honest. I did the last couple games there. I did not have that much fun watching the team be goalied that bad. That was frustrating to watch. I, uh, I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from Ottinger. He did have an unbelievable series. It was yeah, a, but that a, was just one series. It was it was one series, and if you look at the shots that the Flames took from the perimeter, because um, a lot of them were perimeter. Um, when you know, look at look at the goals that we when we finally got in close to him, he couldn't handle the pressure. You know, mm-hmm. Lu- Lewis's goal with with. Uh, with with Luch in front of the net, like he had no idea what what was going on. When we actually applied pressure, he wasn't that good. Yeah, but he that, was, that's true. He was unbelievable from, you know, from the hash marks out, and you know, stopping slap shots from the from the blue line or or from the boards and stuff like that. But when it really came, push push to shove, I I truly believe we were our worst enemy with with shots to the to the crest. Um, yeah, so that's and that's like, my take like, on it, right? I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not taking anything away from the kid. Obviously, I think know, he's he, a great he young himself. Goalie, yeah, he's got I, a lot. I of do problems. think we made him look better, hundred percent for sure. I think that's what you're trying to get at there, yeah. and, and I totally agree because he's again, I really like the deal he got. I I think that's great for for the next few years for Dallas here, but mm-hmm. I also get awfully frustrated when the Flames are watching the Stars you know, fucking score goals by tipping pucks in front and getting and pushing them around in front of the net yeah. and the flames aren't doing the same thing back to Dallas. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. allowing, you know, Jamie Ben to, to look like he's a, a number one, never, you know, number one line player. Like it, mm. like he's not, he, he's, he's not, no, he hasn't been for four like, years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, his his coaches call him out all the time. His his players, the fan bases, but he looked great in that series because the Flames allowed it. The flames let him look good. Yep. Yeah. And I yeah. that's that sort of stuff frustrates me. So that's another. That's so why I think ahead. that that they're they they weren't as good as it looked on on paper. We'll say given seven yep. games and all that fun stuff. And so, so that's it. Vancouver out. Sorry, Vancouver in. Dallas out. Fair enough. The okay. Uh, I guess we'll just stick with the West then. I'm gonna go, and I guess you were talking about it because Dallas got uh, got in because Vegas kind of shat in the bed. So so Vegas is my uh, my pick to make it that that didn't here mm-hmm. uh, last season, and that is because despite of Robin Leonard being hurt. Um, and I do like Robin Leonard, but I think they're going to figure out their goaltending situation um, pretty mm-hmm. soon in pretty soon in here. But I also you better hurry. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I also think that having a fully healthy, fully trained Eichel and a fully healthy, fully trained Stone, plus having the misfit line, I think is what they call in the Marcia. So Carlson line, mm. you know, plus, you know, still having, you know, 
maybe getting a little older, but Petrangelo is still really good, I think. And, and so is Shea Theodore and they just have the pieces and I can't see them missing again, unless they get decimated by injuries again, like they were. And now they have, you know, again, Eichel coming back. I think that's, that's, going to be huge for them having they've never had a legit first line center yeah yeah that's true i mean it, they're they're obviously going to need to get their goaltending figured out in in a very short amount of time uh yeah. se- season is uh we got three backups <laughs> that's right yeah they yeah. don't have anybody right now that can start no so i mean i'm not sure exactly how they plan on getting the goaltending figured out in the next three weeks before this another season thing is. too I th- Logan Thompson didn't get a, a, a huge opportunity last year to play a lot of games, but I think he could step up into being more of a, at least a tandem guy and not just a backup. I, I kind of liked what I saw out of him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I think this season's going to finally answer the question on whether or not Eichel is a winner or not. Cause everything so far has pointed to no. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that um, narrative because he's always had such a shitty team um, and shitty ownership, and honestly, like a shitty GM, yeah. <laughs> and uh, never really had like he had what Victor Olafson and fucking Jeff Skinner on a who was having a horrible like three years there on yeah. his line forever. Like Kyle Ocposo, like he he didn't have anyone to play with and and he still looked dominant at times and then he came over to to vegas and people were like oh look they they didn't make the playoffs because because eichel's healthy and it's like yeah. well no the guy was close to a point of game after not playing for over a year like calm down oh yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> not you know he, he's obviously a good player but i mean with with being a good player you have to be a good teammate and you know, if if you're the captain of a team, you're kind of part of the reason why the atmosphere around is shit. To a point. Well, maybe maybe not being a captain will help too, because because yeah. um, Mark Stone's going to be the captain, right? I, I think that'll help, right? It'll it'll you know he won't be the focal point, you know, because he's he's new to Vegas, so to speak. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. a year in, but minus a yeah. uh, number of months that he missed last year for the for the surgery. Yeah. Um, you know that you know with that, I mean, Buffalo sure has looked much better since he left. They sure look yeah. like they're a happier team, having a good time. So they I mean, do. But the the other thing too, like Alex Tuck going the other way, I think having that that native, you know, the Buffalo native, um, guy who really really wants to be there, and like I don't yeah. think Tuck is a legitimate number one, uh, you know, a first liner, but he's pretty close. He's, so a, he's I mean, a top six, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's a top six. And and they've got a lot of guys like like with Eichel out that gives guys like Dylan Cousins, who I'm a huge fan of, um, and Tage Thompson. Like, yeah, yeah. he wasn't ever going to get that that opportunity with Eichel being a number one center there, right? Uh, and uh, I I don't think Thompson's going to get 38 goals again, but he's going to be. Uh, I, I think he's he's a legit legit twenty five goal guy. I, I was gonna say twenty five to thirty is not unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, 
And I guess with Vegas making it, that's going to kick the Blues out. So out of the, uh, uh, geez, out of that division. So Blues Blues were actually third, right? Yeah. With 109 points. So that's a big fall from grace, um, I think, out out of the central. Um, they they were I guess what four points being out of second place and and I guess yeah I mean the highest uh, team in the Pacific last year were the Flames with 111 so yeah. only, that's only one more win which is exactly yeah. what the record shows right we had 15, um, 21 and 11 they had 49 uh, 22 and 11 so literally one win. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's not a bad prediction. They're, you know, an, another team that really didn't do much this off season. You know what as... they did do? And this <laughs> is the reason. They let Vili Huso walk. Jordan Bennington yeah. gets hurt and Jordan Bennington gets, he, Okay. The reason Flames fans were frustrated with Riddick near nearing the end of his tenure was because he was so emotional about things yeah. that he let it affect his game. And that's what Bennington does. And that's going to be a problem when they don't have anybody else to play goal. You know that's what I mean? A, that's a fair point. Um, you know, obviously Bennington, he's he's a he's a really good goaltender when he's on his game. But no, you're absolutely right. He does let his emotion get the best of him, which uh, isn't a good look for a goalie. Because I mean, yeah, as soon as you as soon as you're thinking of anything else other than saving the puck, that's it's probably not going to go well for you. Yeah, and like honestly, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say a really good goalie. Like he's a good goalie, sure, but I I don't think he's no, yeah. he's. Almost turning in, you know how Matt Murray was a two. I, I'm gonna bring it back to Murray all the time because fuck him. Yep. But uh, you know how he's kind of a two hit wonder, and then just sucked so far for the rest of his career. Yeah, well, not, not only hit two, wonder, not only two hit wonder, like he literally stole the job from Flower twice. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm, then but he yeah. sucked for the rest of his career. Oh yeah, exactly. And then he was ended up turning into shit. And- yeah, and it's the same as as Bennington for me. Anyways, I think Bennington kind of um, he's he's good, but he's not that good. You know, it's like he makes the same amount of money as Markstrom. I wouldn't pay him anywhere near as much as I pay Markstrom. No. But- Again, he you know he made that coming off of a Stanley Cup that he came in you know no no teams had a book on him and yeah I don't know and like Justin Falk probably won't recreate his his great offensive year um, Colton Pareko I really like him um, you know they got Marco Scandella and Nick Letty like they meh. They they have some good some good um players up front, but like Braden Shen and Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, they're all getting older. Um I do really like, you know, Thomas and Cairo, but and like they, they went out and got Brendan Saad. I, I don't understand that. But yeah, yeah. I, they got Josh Levo. I didn't even know that. You know what? I like Josh Levo. I know you, you do. You Levo Josh Levo alone. Um 
Yeah, I did that. Okay, I'm gonna leave now. Oh, yeah, I- <laughs> I'll see you later. So, uh, so that was a fun ride down down the west uh, side. There's uh, the guys. So two- you mentioned Buffalo, right? I did mention Buffalo. I uh, I actually, I I and you know, like I said, I'm, I'm I am one of those uh, true believers that Eichel is is a stain in the uh, in the locker room, and I think he brings teams down. And I feel like Buffalo is on their way up. Um, I know they were, you know, they were, they were still a number of points out of the wild card last, last year, you know, the end of the season was 75 points and, and, uh, the Capitals being at a hundred points were, uh, the last wild card spot. Yeah. Um, and there's still two more teams in the metropolitan, uh, as far as points go that were ahead of them. Uh, one being Islanders, which, you know, obviously, uh, you know, would be a, a decent pick for anybody to make the playoffs uh, as well as Columbus. But I truly believe that with, with, with the things that are happening in Buffalo right now, I think they've got a good feel about them and God damn it. If they don't, if the players don't deserve to uh, at least play, uh, you know, four games at the very least in the, in the post and, and the fans, honestly, like that, 100%. like it's been a rough goal for them for like 15 years, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, the, and the uh, fact that they've stuck with it is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I it feels like like being a Flames fan in the nineties. Yeah, you know, yeah, in, exactly. in the first couple of years of two thousand, first three years, four, three and a half years of two thousand, um, and then and then after oh <laughs> four, it's kind of been the similar thing, but at least we've made the playoffs on occasion. Um, so obviously, if Buffalo's coming in. I am of the mind that, uh, sorry, Sid the kid, but Pittsburgh's coming out. Yeah, it's it, that's a rough one to to uh, like that's a hot take only because they just make the playoffs. Like even when they don't do good, they just make the playoffs. It's kind of the same as Washington generally, mm-hmm. um, but for a much longer time frame. I, I think given the rivalry between the two teams, Penguins and uh, Capitals, um, if Ovi's not going to make it, in my opinion, uh, Pittsburgh probably shouldn't because, they, I mean, I know you have another pick after there, and, and I would have picked them instead. But uh, For who's going out? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't think that. Okay. Yeah. I thought you thought, okay, we'll talk about that after. But Pittsburgh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I could definitely see Pittsburgh falling out. I could. I'm not so sure if I see Buffalo getting in this year. I think kind of the same as Columbus for me, where like they're close and they're gonna be real close this year. They're gonna be like in that wild card race. Yeah, I'm not sure if they'll make it, but you're right. The feel around the team is great. And as for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, I I just don't know if the the Crosby Malkin era has much but, left, and I don't know why they gave Chris Letang a long ass contract. Right. Um. And he's they, good, but he's and, also falls and they don't over. have anything to prove. Like they're they have yeah. nothing more to prove other than just pride at this at this moment. Which don't get me wrong is is a pretty big motivator uh, when it comes to professional athletes, and and when you have you know people of of. Crosby's skill set, you know, that, that pride and ability can, can pretty much ride you into things. Same with Malkin. I mean, he's a hell of a player. Um, and the, uh, 
the uh the it was boston that i was uh talking about actually and you've already talked about it i think oh okay uh, ottawa so um not not uh not not your last pick i just looked at that and and yeah, oh, okay we yeah, we, no, are, but, yeah. we are going to disagree on that one and that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which dylan why don't you hit us with the haymaker well okay well let's start with the the, the devils making it okay yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the New okay. Jersey Devils are going to make it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's because they're not going to be ravaged by in- injury so much this year. Jack. Uh, uh, Jack Hughes was quite injured last year, and uh, so was, um, Dougie Hamilton, who we know I'm not a huge fan of, but he can certainly run a power play pretty good. Um, and they were down like. They picked up a, goal, a goalie this year. Can't remember who right now, but uh, they they were down to their like fourth, fifth string goalies at some points last year, and before that that happened, they were still in the race. And I I just kind of feel like they're gonna step it up. When when before they they were in the race in like October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like November before before yeah. all their players got hurt. <laughs> They're the fifth worst team in the NHL last year, sixty three points. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's like I said, that's bold. I yeah. uh, I I do agree with what you're saying. I just don't know if it's enough to get them up and over the hump. That's fair. Um, who did they pick up? Oh, they picked up Vanacek and and Blackwood. Like Blackwood was ravaged. A, by... He's a good, a good goalie. Pickup. Yeah, and he was hurt last year. Yeah. For wow, they still have Corey Schneider on buyout too. Jesus <laughs> Christ. When and they when, picked up uh, John Marino. I think that was a really, really and Jonas Siegenthaler. I like both of those players for their defense to help their goalies out. Like they give Dougie probably some less time playing defense would be good for them too. Right. Um I'm a huge fan of uh Igor Sharangovich. I think he's got all the tools to become a legit number one uh, winger in the league. And they picked up Andre Palat, who's the type of guy who, you know, I don't think he's a 30 goal, hundred point guy, but I think he's, uh, you know, he's been there, done that, and he can calm these young guys down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I I think they made some great, some great ads. And I think Vanacek taking some of that Blackwood time um, will will help. Yeah, yeah. But those those are all those are all good reasons to uh, to be optimistic if you're a Devils fan. Um, so okay, so now now that we've heard your reason on that, why don't you hit us with who's coming out, Dylan? <laughs> the floor, of the Panthers. What? What? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so I can't see Sergei Bobrovsky um, replicating what he did last year at all, especially if they continue to be this high-flying offensive team that kind of secondary, like is secondary on defense. Yeah. Um, they've. I love Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk's one of my favorite players in the league, and fucking at me and comment us here all about how much I'm wrong and how much of a piece of shit he is, but I like him, but I don't think that 
that replaces what Shubrido left because they don't have anybody to distribute the puck anymore. Well, it's not only Huberto. I mean, they you know missing a guy that filled in as as one of your top defensive players. Well, well, yeah, like like, like that's that's a big big loss to me. Like, I, I mean, that's the the combination of the two, right? Like one of your, you know, obviously your 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 highest point getter and one of last year's you know best defensemen. That's yeah, yeah. You can't you can't drop two of those guys and and expect to be competitive. Um, and like to me, Aaron Ekblad, I love Aaron Ekblad. He's injury prone. He's right. he gets the odd concussion and like man, that fucking leg, uh, broken leg he had last year that was scary to watch. Yeah. Um, but if he loses any games, if he if he loses one game, then that that game, their defense is going to be Brandon Montour. Gustav Forsling, Radko Gudis, Lucas Carlson, whoever that is, and Callie Slagen, or s- s- you know, who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair, like, fair enough. Um, Mark Stahl, like fucking thirty-five-year-old Mark Stahl, who's yeah. you know, like had a great career, but yeah. Um, and again, like I like. They're, I like their forwards. I like Sam, Sam Reinhardt, Barkov, Kachuk. Uh, I even like Hornquist. Um, I don't think that Bennett or Duclair, I, I, I can see them being better than, than they have been you know, a couple of years ago, but I don't see them re- replicating what they did last year as far as those two played with, with um, Huberto all year last year, and they both had career years because of it. That's probably not going to happen again. I feel like that was a slight against Richard. Was that a slight against Richard? It, it, it. No, I'm trying to not be a dick to Sam Bennett because I'm saying he's still going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was. You should try to not be a dick to Richard. He's a good guy. I he mean, he's a uh... good guy. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, and like Verhage is, you know, a good young player who's who's just getting better. And Barkov is obviously one of the best two-way forwards in the league. And I still think that at $10 million, that's a fucking steal for Barkov, even at 10, which seems ridiculous to say, but that's how much I like Barkov. But I don't know, like, what are they going to do to distribute the puck, bring up Anton Lundell and fucking Ryan Lomberg and Nick Cousins? Like, they don't have that guy to make plays anymore. And Kachuk can, but he's nowhere near as good Kachuk, at it. He's not a playmaker. He's no, a, he's not. He's, he's a, a play driver. He's, he's a he's involved in the play one hundred percent, but he doesn't make it. No, I absolutely mean, not. I mean, his his him digging in the corners and behind the net are, you know, he's amongst, elite at that amongst the the best in the league. But I mean, getting the puck from the defensive end to the offensive end is not Matthew Kachuk. And I don't know about his yeah his vision and his skating. You know they're gonna miss Huberto, and mm-hmm. like I said, like you were saying with with Uyghur, um Ekblad is good, but he's the only top four defenseman on their team. Yeah, yeah, hundred. I'm sorry. Like all due respect to Brandon Montour and Gustav Forsling, you know Forsling could get there, but like. 
right now they've got Gudis in their top four, and then they've got two random nobodies in their bottom two. I, I just don't, especially with Bobrovsky in that, I just can't, you know, maybe it's a it's a bomb to drop saying that the President's Trophy's winners, are, you know, is going to fall out, but. Maybe I, I, it maybe it's a bomb to drop. Maybe hmm. interesting. It is a bomb to drop, but still, that's <laughs> that's fucking huge. Um, yeah. but I love it. I love it. You know, that's that's why people tune in so they can hear some of the things. That, some of the uh, stupid shit I say. <laughs> some of the stupid shit that Dylan and Chris say on a you know on a nightly basis. Really, we don't even have to be on the podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll comment on social media with some ridiculousness. We'll. We'll chat back and forth with some, huh? You said what? All the time. Yeah. All the time. It's good. It's, it's good stuff. You know what? Um, It sounds to me like you're a betting man. So why don't we listen to this? Yeah. The NFL's opening week was action-packed and is just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Even if your team loses, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, Dylan, that was... uh... That was an interesting uh, few takes from both of us there on the bold predictions. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of predictions, why don't we talk about the Flames in the upcoming season? Who, uh, who, what, where, when, and why? Let's start off with uh, where do you think we end up in the standings? Uh, I'm going to say we are, and I'm going to get shit for this, but I think the Oilers are going to, beat us in the in the regular season this year i think we're going to be somewhere around the 102 to 106 points and the oilers are probably going to be around 110 Hmm. but that's going to be first and second in the in the pacific we're still going to make the playoffs and i'm going to tell you why real quick um i uh there it is. Just had to change your name real quick. Dylan's wrong. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's interesting. I I would uh, I would like to hear why. Okay, you haven't muted me, have you? No, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought of it. Well, I'll let you get at least one or two points in the why. Okay. Before I mean, I am hovering over the mute, but uh, <laughs> let's hear what you got. 
So last season, the Flames ran away kind of with the division. And that's because just we kind of got off to a rolling start and continued rolling most of the year, like after the first couple games. And we ha- we went in with like Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm having a bunch of chemistry already. Okay. And they ran that season for us. In in large part, they were the best line in the league, right? One hundred percent, they were the best line in the league. Um, I think. Um. A lot of what happened at the first start, first two months, especially of the season, is what uh, Mangiapane brought to the table. Oh, that helped a lot too. Yeah, the uh, that, but I I do understand what you mean because I mean obviously, you know they they were the best line in in hockey last year. Yeah, yeah, and I do think that as this next season, this upcoming season rolls along, I think that. You know, Huberto and Lindholm and and whoever plays with them, they're gonna get chemistry. I don't know if they're gonna be as good as as Kachuk and and Lindholm and Gaudreau were. In fact, I'm gonna say they probably won't be. Right. I think there's gonna be a more balanced attack this year, but I also think that it's gonna take because of the fact that the guys that left and the guys that came in are all really big parts of the team. It's not like we're it's not like we're replacing a bottom six, you know, a a, a third line winger and a third line um a third pairing defenseman. You know, we've we brought in a you know first or second pairing defenseman and we brought in a first line winger and there's gonna have to be new chemistry and there the Southern's gonna have to play with the lines and play with the pairings yeah. for the first couple months of the season. I think, and I think that the Oilers are just kind of going to probably run away with it a bit to start, and then we'll start catching up. But but yeah. it, I don't think we'll end up catching up. I think they'll, but then I think that our chemistry will be set for the playoffs, and we're going to have a better playoff run. I okay, I agree with what you say there, and, and I mean one of one of the biggest things that happened early on in the season last year. Um, do you remember in October when we went on that six game road trip and swept the East? Yeah. Didn't Vladar have back to back wins against like Tampa and Florida or something crazy like that? I think it was, um, um, God, was it Jersey and Pittsburgh? Maybe. I can't remember which teams it was. I remember he had back to back wins, and one of them was a shutout, and we were all like, "Oh shit, this kid's for real." Anyways, yeah. yeah so, like, starting in October twenty first, you know, uh, Detroit three nothing, Washington four three, Rangers five one, Jersey five three, Pittsburgh four nothing, Philly four nothing. I mean, yeah. that's that's fucking huge. Yeah, exactly, and. Like this year, that's going to be three wins, if if that same thing were to happen this year, right? Because I I just don't see us rolling out of the gate quite as good as we we did. You know what I mean? No, and that's fair. Um, obviously the the one thing to take away from that, I mean, we we played Detroit, 
who was ass last year. We played Washington, who just squeaked, squeaked in in the last spot in the wild card. Philly. We played, yeah, we played Rangers, which obviously were, were a pretty damn good team with 110 points. And then we played the Devils, who were yeah. you know, fifth last. And then we played Pittsburgh, which, okay, they just kind of hung around and, and did their thing. And then Philly. So yeah. it's not like we went and, and, and annihilated elite talent, but just given that that schedule for, for six games was, yeah. was unreal. No, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And that really, really helped us you know get ahead in the standings quickly. Um yeah. and I don't want people to to get it twisted here. I'm not saying like the flames are gonna suck ass for the first couple couple months or anything. I just think it's gonna take some time for them to gather enough chemistry to start going on five and zero runs. Yeah, no, and I agree. Obviously, you know, we've got a, a pretty big addition to the top line is going to take them a little bit to uh to get get some or build some chemistry with Lindholm. Um so yeah I can see us kind of having a bit of a rocky start. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna panic if if it does happen. Um and you know here's hoping that you know Markstrom and Vladar can you know steal you know two or three mm. four games in October to you know, just to kind of keep us afloat and keep us grounded and and keep us above five hundred. And also, like, even if Mangiapane does end up with thirty five goals again next season, which I doubt, yeah, he's not gonna get twenty eight of them in the first two months of the season like he did last year. Yeah, you know what I mean that I can't remember the exact number, but it was something fucking nuts like that. Yeah, and that's fair. I uh, I don't feel that Edmonton is going to have as good of a start as you do. Um, my one factor on that is I don't think Campbell is a very good goalie at oh, all. No, I think he's better than, than Smith. I don't think he's, I don't think he's an elite goalie, but I think he's better than Smith. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, there, there's, there's, I mean, shit. There's there's sixty goaltenders that are going to be uh, yeah. starting and backing up next year that are better than Smith. I think but... that I think that the, the Oilers can probably outscore, um, outscore fucking Campbell a little bit more than they can outscore Smith. Yeah, maybe I mean... a little bit, maybe not a lot, but. Again, they had 104 sure. points last season, and, and I'm saying they're going to get 110, right? So they're not going to be a lot better. Sure, but yeah, what... that I yeah, that's fair. I I think we're probably going to. I think the Flames are going to sit around the the 107 to 110 mark as well. Yeah. So, I uh, I I don't have the Oilers quite at 110. I think they're they're actually going to hover between the same thing with 107 to 110. And I think um, so. You think I'll, we're going to be pretty close to them? I I think it's going to come down to the last two games of the season to decide who's top of the Pacific between the Flames and the Oilers, and that just adds more drama to it, right? Like that. Totally. That's that's good. I I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about goalies for a second here. Talk about goalies. So last year. Yep. Markstrom made 63 starts, which is 
a lot. Not as much as Kiprasov, but a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think Kiprasov had an 80 or a 71 start season. It's just what Sonny does, right? And and Markstrom's never going to say no, right, to, to a start, even when he probably should. But I think that the team gained some confidence in Vladar last year. So could you could you imagine having a, a, a Mika in front of last year's team or this year's team? So I just want to just quickly go yeah. through this for just real quick, and then we'll get back to Markstrom. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> starting in 0506, it was games played 74, 74, 76, 76, 73, 71, 70. I can't imagine why he walked out of his contract. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's insane. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, That's insane. Insanity. <laughs> and especially given, I mean, he wasn't exactly the pillar of health. No. You know what I mean? Like, he, no. He, fucking best goalie in in franchise history. Yeah, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so, anyways, just wanted to have a quick little. Uh, yeah, no, that's, look at that. Like those numbers are insane. That means he had twelve games off. Yeah, in a or season, eight games off for two of those seasons. Yeah, like Christ, back to back years, eight games off. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So. I was listening to the 960 as I do today and they have Brent Cron on who was a, I believe one game. He was an absolute franchise. Great in net for the Calgary flames. Uh, yeah. As far as, as far as uh, being a character <laughs> is concerned, but anyways, always, always he available. Is, he is a guy who played, goal at a professional level and I really thought it was interesting he was talking about Markstrom and how some guys if they have a game or two off after they struggle it's just going to hurt them more and other guys it doesn't Right. but he, he sees and he thinks that Markstrom's the type of guy who wants to get back in there and prove that the last game was a fluke if he sucked that last game Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, you've got a 31 year old goaltender who's had a fairly heavy workload over the last five, six years. Um, and, you know, he had a, he had great numbers last year, you know, 2.2 goals against, um, 9.22 save percentage. He had 37 wins. Um, so w- where do you think his starts? And wins land next year. Do you think Sutter kind of uh, kicks him down a peg a little bit as far as starts are concerned? Or, well, I I think he will bring him down a little bit, um, if nothing more. But then because he he looked exhausted when it came to the second round last year against Edmonton, he did. Um, and so I mean, sixty three starts. I mean, he had a, he had you know obviously, I mean he had career numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's not it's not any any slight on Markstrom at all, but I I think he needs to start fifty eight to sixty oh, at most. Yeah. Okay. Fifty eight was going to be my number. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that five less games, and then that gives Vladar, um, 
more chance as well. And I think that the team rallies around Vladar sometimes too, because he's got that infectious attitude, that good attitude. Yeah. He wants Um, to play. He wants, you know, he he wants to do well for his team, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, Um, and he's young, right? So, yeah. And I I was really impressed with Vladar. So yeah, so that, I guess that that makes uh, C58 20, 22 starts then for Vladar. Oh yeah, close to nineteen, right? Yeah, that he had last year. So yeah, I'm I mean I think that's good and give gives Markstrom some time off and even if he doesn't want it, maybe sometimes he needs it. But yeah. I don't know. I. So we have the same amount of number of starts. How many wins do you think in 58 games? For Markstrom? Yep. Um, I'm going to say 34. So three less wins than he had last year with five, with less, five games. less games. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I think, I think, he has a, a much better defense in front of him, and I think he's going to love that. Me too. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, do you think his, his numbers are going to go up as far as save, save percentage and goals against go down type of thing? Or I, I think, think they'll be they'll, I think they'll be closer to what his actual um, career average is of, of 912 save percentage and, and 269 goals yep. against. I think it'll be closer to that, which, you know, if we can get, you know, nine twelve to nine fifteen out of them and you know, less obviously less than, than three, considerably less than three, then great. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll win us a playoff spot, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um let's just do a couple more things here. Let's do just points and goals. Uh, who's gonna who's gonna um have the most goals, do you think? In in Flames Land this year, um, in Flames Land, Elias Lindholm, in my opinion, is going to have the most goals. He's the most obvious recipient of uh, Huberdeau's playmaking ability. He had uh, what do you have? Forty two last year. Yeah, forty two last year. So, I I I know uh, in a podcast I did. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said he was going to get closer to 50. I think he'll thinking about it long and hard. I think, uh, I think he's still going to get 40 again this year on the dot. I'm going to say 41. I think it's hard to go with anyone else for, for the most goals. I know a lot of people are going to have Mangiapani there. Um, I, I can't, go anywhere other than Lindholm though. Like I, I don't see Mangiapani definitely getting more than, than he had last year. I, I can't no. see him being within seven of, of what he had last year, to be honest. No, um, exactly. Uh, and that's not a slight on him. I think, you know, he's, he's a fine player. I just don't think that 35 goals is a realistic thing for him to get every year. Um, I, I am going to say it is a slight on him uh, to a certain degree. Just because of how non-existent he was, come the middle of December, for um, like most of the year, yeah, majority yeah. of the year, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, um, obviously, Andrew's not going to have the 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 chance or the opportunity to play with a an elite playmaker like Huberto, so that will hinder his goal goal production. He could though. Like a lot of people seem to think that's going to happen. I I just, uh, I mean, I think he'll probably get a chance, but I don't think he'll keep it. I think that's Honestly. a lot of minutes for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does better with less minutes, and he does really good with. He does the best with third line minutes. Yeah. Um, but he does really good with third line minutes. So. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I'm going to go with. You said 41 for Lindholm. Yeah. I'm gonna go 44. Ooh. More than I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I feel like he's gonna without having a quote unquote elite player on both sides of him this year, I feel mm-hmm. like he's going to both um he's gonna have he's gonna feel more of a load to to score more goals. And I also think he's going to and this might be a hot take too, but I feel like he's going to get a little bit less defensive responsibility with having Kadri. Yeah, good point. So he might get more of those offensive starts, especially if he's playing with Huberto. Yeah, but if you think about... He's still going to play like... Like when we we weren't on the penalty kill, and home was pretty much always blessed with offensive starts because they weren't going to put Johnny in in a defensive start situation. So I, I don't know if he'll be more because of it. But I, I do understand what you mean. Like he, there is there is somebody that can play that role for defensive uh he's gonna be less but... physically taxed you know mm-hmm. physically taxed because there's gonna be you know two other um, very good two-way centers um, yeah. <clears throat> that can take some of those some of those harder minutes away from him every once in a while. Because, like, you're right. When he was playing with Gaudreau, he was always given those those first line minutes. But I feel like his PK is probably gonna go from you know a minute twenty down yeah. to a minute, or a minute twenty down to to 50 seconds or something. Yeah, that's right. There's somebody that can jump over the boards um, at any given time, whether it be, you know, Backlund or Caudry. So, yeah, and we can have, we can have three PK units, like three legit PK units, right? Yeah. So that's my thinking on that. Yeah. Um, What about points? Who's going to lead the team in points this year? Well, I think it's obviously going to be the setup guy for uh, Lindholm. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's got to be Huberto. Um, this is a pretty anticlimactic ending considering <laughs> we just agree on everything now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leader in points. Leader in points. Dylan Dubé, come on down. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I that mean... Would, that would be nice, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly it's got to be somebody from the top line. And right now there's only two true top line players, you know, that, that we have mm-hmm. set as far as, in, in my opinion, set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I I think he's going to assist on pretty much eighty five percent of Elias's goals. Yep, and and probably as, more, and probably yeah, right, yeah, as well as set up 
you know, whoever else is, is going to end up playing right wing for Calgary. Yeah. So how many points? With 115 last year, setting a record for left wing assists ever in the league. 116. One more point than he had last year. Yes. Okay, so we don't agree on everything. So, and the reason why? He's play- he'll be playing with better players. I guess he won't be playing with Bennett and Duclair, right? Yeah. That's true. I mean, he gave both of those guys, um, uh, you know, the career years. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't say he gave them those those years. I don't say that uh, <laughs> jokingly. He he did. He gifted them those years. Um, <laughs> I truly believe that. Like, Duclair is a fine player, and, and honestly, Bennett's better than I give him credit for usually because – but he, he's just – neither of them are – as good as they were with him, I don't think. Um, so I can see why you say that. I'm just thinking because there's less of a um, uh, there, there's less um, uh, pre-existing chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> I I think um, I, I I think he's probably going to get more e- like ninety ninety five. How much existing chemistry did he have with? Bennett and Declare, they yeah. played half the year the year before. Okay, so, so like basically the same thing as Kachuk and Gaudreau. Okay, so that being said, then because Elias is a hell of a lot better than both of those players, yeah, I I think they're going to be pretty much ready to rock and roll by mid October. It's not going to take oh, them that's long. that's that soon. You see, I, I'm maybe I put too much into the chemistry thing or or how long it takes. Uh, also, I think it might take Huberto a little bit longer to get used to the Sutter yeah. defensive defense first system, yeah. especially after playing under the um, um, was it Andrew Brunette. I can't remember Offense the guy who took wins over games. For- Offense wins championships. Oh shit! O- o- offense wins presidents' trophies and loses yeah. playoff rounds. Um, I thought that was the Capitals' mantra, right? That was their. That was, was pa- it page one through sixty-five of their playbook? Was <laughs> score goals will go far. Ah, damn it, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with ninety ninety-five ish. I'll just go right in the middle. Ninety ninety-three points for. So not even a hundred. Wow. No. Wow. Uh, his he's I don't know what his career average is, but he's usually between like eighty five and a hundred, and he's eclipsed a hundred. I don't know if he has. Yeah, he has a couple times. I think, but yeah, I'm gonna. And then and then the year after, I think he'll uh, start. Last year was the first time he uh, got over a hundred. Okay. Um so so the guy, I mean, gets traded on a Friday night while he's out out with the boys, gets a phone call when he's when he's thought he's negoti- trying to negotiate a long-term extension. Comes to Calgary, signs a deal, does everything right. Dylan shits on talk, him. And then Dylan just comes and kicks him the dink with 92. Well done. I said 93. My bad. 
my fucking bad <laughs> but like okay uh, yeah so the reason why i say 92 because before last year that was his career high so you're you're giving him one more than his his previous career high so you know what it's not that bad dylan and uh, yeah like honestly 92 points is no matter how many games you play in a season 92 points is much more- over a point a game <laughs> much so, over. that's <laughs> horrible yeah it's horrible you know right. i'm shitting all over him right but no like like you said like he had 61 points in 55 games in that shortened season he had 92 points in 82 games i mean he's gonna get 43 assists on lynn home alone right oh no i did say like 85 to 90 never mind you're right mm-hmm. yeah you're right I, and like honestly, ninety-two points for a fucking you know a guy on a new team. I think that's great. So I'm I'm sticking with I'm sticking with ninety-three. I, yeah, if he if he can get in in the nineties for points, uh, there'll be a lot of jersey sales. Oh, a hundred percent. People will be happy. Yeah, I think people are expecting a hundred and fifteen because they don't look at the rest of his career and they don't think about. Um, uh, chemistry or or systems or or just culture shock or elevation or anything like that, right? The, the one the one thing I like about looking at his stats and I I know it's not a it's a it's a team stat more than anything and 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 I get all that fun stuff, but he, like he's a plus forty one in his career, and he played in Florida for like, well, all of it. Like yeah, but I but I'm saying like eight of those years were like Florida being a fucking horrible team, right? Hundred percent. So forty five yeah. people in the stands and and yeah, just a terrible team, terrible team. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So who's? I wonder how much he's going to feed off the crowd because he's never really had that. I so. think that's going to be an interesting dynamic. That's 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 a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's seen it as a visitor, you know, to other barns, but. You know he's he's never had a team behind him like that or a fan base behind him. Sorry, correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, Do you have any any other predictions or anything else you want to talk about or any other predictions? Um, how far do we get in the playoffs? Oh God, way too soon. Predictions, <laughs> right? I I may not be able to answer that in in March. Um, I mean, yeah, right. do do I go with 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 my gut and what I hope, or do I go with being smart? My Dude. hope, my hope is we meet Edmonton in the second round again, and we Beat fucking them. smash them. Fuck those guys. Yeah. My, the intelligence side of me says, "Who? It'd be a good series." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think there's less of a chance of if we do meet Edmonton again. Which I think there's a pretty large chance if if yeah. if both teams are making the second round, they're meeting each other. Yeah, at least in the second, if not the first. And but and, and obviously, it needs to be an actual battle of Alberta. That was just pathetic. It was goaltending was atrocious. Well, I remember talking to you out right after the first game, and I'm like, "Fucking nine to six or whatever it was." Yeah. Hey, Chris, is this going to be a a 
a good way to continue playing against Edmonton, trying to score nine goals every game. And guess what? It wasn't. Well, I mean, because we didn't, <laughs> as, as I said, and you, and you, and you said as well, it was probably one of the worst games I've ever watched. Even yeah. though we won, it was horrendous. And yeah, watching it and having so much, like, <laughs> obviously you get, you get excited when the team scores that much, but you're also sitting there like, Oh, and then you know, go up by three, the Oilers come back, go up by three, the Oilers come back, like yeah. fucking shut it down. Like, well, yeah, yeah. When don't you, when you, give them a glimpse of hope, and that's when, when you've got a three goal lead and you're yelling at your TV for eighty percent of the, <laughs> the yeah, right. Games. Like Jesus Christ, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant uh, couple weeks. Honestly, like as exciting as it was, and like as fun as it was to be at the game with you, that was not like that was a stressful playoff run to watch right the, the dallas series right dallas like, in seven are you fucking kidding me there's no like yes it was a game seven overtime winner and that's incredible it shouldn't have taken the, that long the theatrics but, were great but we should but, not have been there we shouldn't have, the, shouldn't have been there for game six no and like oh man I still remember watching that that goal, that that overtime goal from Johnny, and I like sat like I could swear Dallas was going to win that game just because it's right. so Calgary, right? Yep. Like to to actually finally be playing fairly well and you know be a dominant force in the regular season and then be playing okay in the playoffs and having a goalie who's playing good in the playoffs and then just to not win. Yeah. And yeah, and 100%. I, I, I just and then, I didn't and, even like get, get to our group chats or anything for like 10 minutes after that goal went in because I just like sat on my couch and stared into nothingness like yeah. like it was like a giant like exhale you know what I mean I and then I, the Oilers see things started and it just sucked <laughs> I uh I I felt uh, similar other like I didn't make it into the group chat either, but mostly because I was cleaning up parts of my ceiling that were on my couch. Cause I Cause jumped. jumped so high. Oh Christ. Yeah. I mean, yeah. thankfully I'm, you know, I, I I'm a former drywaller, so it was an easy repair, but uh, <laughs> good God. Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah, and just obviously the way it happened, like that, that style of goal, which is just vintage Johnny Gaudreau. It is, and like nobody, like nobody would have. It's funny because it's vintage Johnny Gaudreau, but nobody would have thought that that's how the game seven overtime winner. No, and like I remember thinking after that went into, I was like, "Oh man, this is finally gonna shut everyone up about how Johnny's not a playoff performer and blah." You know, he's got over a point a game, and they still shit on him, and they still shit on him to the point where he left. Like, yeah. To be honest, if I, I honestly truly felt that if we were going to win that game, it was going to be something stupid like a between the legs by Kachuk. Yeah. A goal that would make Sutter angry. <laughs> I thought it would be something like a like like Coleman thinking the puck is a soccer ball or something like that. Oh man. No, he saved that for round two. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. You know what? On that note, <laughs> fuck you, Dylan. Um, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>
There it is. It was uh, that was a lot of fun talking uh, some bold predictions uh, to start off the show with some uh, uh, makes and misses as far as around the league goes. Uh, you'll notice that the Flames are not on on that list. Obviously, we're uh, looking really looking forward to the upcoming season. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, literally just like a couple of weeks away from yeah. from action, which I I can't wait. You know, as much as I love watching the uh, the international stuff, it's just not quite the same. It's not. Um, um, if you stuck it out this long, we appreciate you being around. Go ahead and uh, smash that like, share us around, download off uh, whether on Spotify, Apple, iHeart. The links will be in the uh, in the description. Uh, we uh, we love talking flames. We're going to be here for a while. Give us your your bold predictions in the comment section on YouTube too. That's uh, very for, very interested to hear what people have to think about ours and and uh, what theirs are. Except for Greg, I don't I don't think I want to hear Greg's. Uh, he never comments, right? <laughs> only uh, like seven comments every. every, every only kidding. Thank Greg. you though, Greg. Keep doing. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Feel free to comment your bold predictions for the upcoming season. I'm Chris. This is Dylan. It's been the Ar- Armchair GM Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.